0: True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network.
1: This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I'm your host, Justin Fraser, here with Arn Senadella from Spark Investment Group. Arn, thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Hey, Justin. Thanks for having me. I look forward to chatting with you and hopefully providing some value to your listeners.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to talk to you just in a few minutes beforehand, uh, before we went rolling, So many great stories, so much knowledge to share with us. So let's just start by letting our audience know who you are and and talk about your experience in real estate a little bit. Sure, great, thank you,
0: Justin. So I got into the real estate business back in 1978. So that's 42 years ago. And uh, since that time, I've been an active real estate broker and investor, primarily in the single family, two to four unit space. And in 2020, I decided to move much of my equity and single-family rentals into the multifamily space. And I formed Spark Investment Group to uh, further my knowledge and education about the multifamily uh, business.
1: So Arne, um, so many years in that single and small multifamily space, what changed in 2020 where you said, I, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I'm, I'm going to transition to larger properties. It,
0: it, it's a good question. And it really started right when COVID hit the United States of America. I had a uh, phone call with a young investor buddy of me mine here in Greenville, South Carolina. And the gist of the conversation was, hey, Arn, what do you think is going to happen with rents and COVID?" And I said, I don't know. You know, ask me April fifth, and I'll let you know. So we we started talking there, and he sent me a podcast uh, about multifamily and COVID. And all of a sudden, kind of a light bulb went off. Um, most of my single-family rentals, coming from the San Francisco Bay Area, were not cash flow properties. They were more capital growth, equity growth, appreciation properties. I'm now at the age of 66. And when I looked at my net cash flow on an annual basis, based on the equity I had in these single family homes, realistically, I was probably getting 3 to 4% cash flow on my equity. So I knew with multifamily, I could probably double that, if not even do a little bit better the other part of it is I've generally managed all my properties. And as I've gotten older, as time has gone on, I'm less enamored of the day-to-day management responsibilities. So I would say I would switch from single family to multifamily, increase cash flow, less day-to-day management responsibilities.
1: Wow. Okay. That that makes a lot of sense. Um, So are you selling off some of your portfolio then? Uh, Yes. In
0: 2020, I probably sold four or five single family homes. One or two, I traded into a 12 unit building and a four unit building. Others, I transferred the cash into uh, LP investments and multifamily syndication. So I've kind of done both. Uh, Fortunately, I'm an active real estate professional, so uh, the cost seg and bonus depreciation is a big benefit to me and helps defer some of the gain on these properties that I sold, yes.
1: Yes, if you, most of our listeners I think are real estate professionals, but if you're not, the tax benefits of being a real estate professional and investing in syndications and, and large apartment complexes, it's you can't beat it, right? Uh, who knows what will happen in the future with the tax code changing, but as of right now, you really can't beat it. It's the best game in town. Yes. Uh, so, you know, 2020 is uh, was uh, a tough year for a lot of multifamily investors. And, and I think especially around the time that you're talking about, you know, a lot of people sort of paused and they sort of held on and, and stopped buying and lending dried up. Um, so I just want to dig a little bit into a little more in the mindset where you're like, man, everyone is stopping and backing away and holding on. I'm going to sell everything and, and jump into multifamily. I love that you did that because (laughs) I'm big on multifamily too, but, um, tell me a little bit more about like why and, and how you could do that. Um, you know, how do you find the right partners? How do you, how do you trust that, what you're getting into is is going to pay off the way you want it to pay off.
0: Sure, yeah, a great question and I think I would start by saying for me real estate investing is a long-term proposition, okay? And I've been in the business since 1978. So I sold homes when interest rates were 16 and a half. Uh, I sold homes through Black Monday when the stock market dropped 30% in a day. Uh, most people probably don't remember the s crisis back in the 1990s where one third of all American savings and loans went bankrupt. Uh, the dot-com boom, the dot-com bust. So I would say all of that to kind of indicate I've been through a few rodeos, a few cycles. And if you take the perspective that real estate's a long-term investment, I think it enables one to step back a little bit and not get so caught up in kind of the day-to-day, 24-7 news cycle, social media world. So with the long-term perspective, it's kind of like, yes, COVID's a serious issue, it's gonna have economic impacts, we're gonna be dealing with it, but does it fundamentally change the value of real estate and would it impact multifamily more than single family? In my opinion, probably not. So it was more a transfer of assets uh, and I, I felt pretty good about it. And I think as time is shown, Multifamily in 2020 did remarkably well. You're an asset manager. You know those occupancy numbers and uh, uh, rent collected numbers. There wasn't a huge hit. It wasn't kind of the doomsday we were led to believe. So I actually think multifamily did very well.
1: Yeah. You know, it, from my experience, um, we were hit and miss in our portfolio. Some of our portfolios, you wouldn't even know there was COVID going on. And um, some of our properties got it, but, you know, there is state aid aid and and support and, you know, we're working, it's more work on the asset manager and the property managers and to to get that back rent in. But um, yeah, I I agree. I'm, I'm very, um, I have a a lot of positivity to say about the multifamily market and, and we're still buying. So, you know, as I think a lot of, a lot of people are right now.
0: And I imagine you help provide your tenants resources of where course, they could yep. get assistance so yep. you know it's you it's a win win you're doing good and you're doing well and it's great to be able to put that together
1: absolutely yeah um so so you said all right 2020 I'm going to uh get out of the single family game into multifamily and you mentioned that you invested as as an LP in a few deals and I know from beforehand you were telling me that you uh, are part of a GP as well, and adding value in other ways, like raising capital and doing other other activities for those entities. So, t- tell me a little bit about how you decided who to partner with and 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 bring on to your team. Sure. So, um,
0: you know, at the end of the day, in any kind of partnership activity, uh, it's the people involved and their character and their worth worth work ethic, uh, their knowledge and ability. And, um, I think to a large degree, I rely on gut instinct on people. We have life experience. And so through podcasts, through webinars, Uh, through phone conversations, through email, you get to know these people. And of course, COVID made it harder to meet face to face, but with Zoom, you can certainly do it. And so um, I think you need to kind of listen to what you're being told. Does it make sense? Does it jive with kind of your perspective on the world and investing? Does it make sense? Do you feel you can trust these individuals? So I think it kind of starts there. Um, And then, of course, you go into the market and kind of the overall deal. But I think it starts with the, 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 the people who you invest with and partner
1: with. Right. Okay. So you're meeting these people at networking events or conferences or maybe referral. Um, and so what, how do you decide? Cause there's opportunities everywhere. There's everyone is, you know, looking for money, looking for deals. How do you decide who it is that you're going to partner with? Um, and, you know, is it that, you know, I've got 10 people that I like and whoever has the best deal or are you, you know, is there something deeper and, and other connections that you're making? How do you fit into, to what else is going on?
0: Uh, good question. So uh, I have certain markets that I like okay. and I'd say right now it's kind of the Southeast and maybe the Mountain West. So okay. I would say, and no offense to any other markets, Texas, Arizona are great markets. Florida is a great market. Of course, I'm located in the Carolinas, so I'm kind of partial to the Carolinas. Um, so I would say, I look for operators in these particular markets. Then the next question would be, how many other assets do they own in these markets? And are they similar type property? So if you have an operator that's done all class A, and now he presents a value add class C, that may not quite be the fit because his expertise or her expertise is in class A. Similarly, a, a great value, you know, value add type a, a syndicator might not be the best to run that a, a, a plus prime property. So I think do they have experience in the local market and with that particular asset
1: type? Um, That's such and, a great indicator their, right there. I mean, that, as an asset manager, that's what I look for in my property managers as well. Like yes, that really summarizes the key element of success of a property manager is do they do the same type property in the same area? And that's how I know they're gonna be successful. You know, bringing in an A-class PM to a C-class asset is a recipe for disaster and vice versa, right?
0: Exactly. Your, uh, Let's say your downtown millennial hipster tenant is different than a workforce tenant and, and uh, you, you know, it's a people business at the end of the day. And so you need to be able to get along and communicate and, and people need to be able to trust you. So yes, uh, different strokes for different folks, however you want to call it, but you have to kind of match those two up. If there's a a disconnect, then I'm probably not
1: going to be interested. Yeah, makes sense. Really, really good tip uh, for anyone that you know wants to show experience and what they're doing, or is looking to partner with somebody. I mean, same type prop, show that track record, and not just any track record, but same type property in the same type area, yeah. um, is is absolutely critical. So, yes. okay, so Aaron, really, really good information. Let's let's jump in and talk about. Um, I want to get into the duplex story but first give us give us a little more on your 12 unit cuz you said that you're in the middle of renovating this thing so give us a little bit of info on this deal number size where it is and just just how's that how's that project going sure so
0: uh i've been looking probably for about a year to kind of do my own deal or do a small JV deal and as Everyone in the space knows multifamily is very competitive. It's hard to find something that makes sense. So it takes a while. You have to be patient. So um, the 12 units uh, I bought along with four buddies are in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is about 40 minutes from Greenville, basically halfway between Greenville and Charlotte. It's in a neighborhood called Converse Heights, which is primarily a single family kind of upper middle income neighborhood. So I would describe it as a B plus, A minus neighborhood, um, 12 units, two buildings, late 70s build, great units, two bedroom, one and a half bath, living room, dining room, kitchen, separate laundry rooms, almost a thousand square feet, so quality units. And um I found it. I I posted something on a Facebook group saying, I'm looking for multifamily. And about three hours later, a wholesaler called me and said, Hey, I may have something for you. And sure enough, he did. Um, and, um, Uh, I do a lot of flipping in Greenville. And so I have a lot of uh, real local real estate buddies and most of them are kind of 35 to 45. They like real estate. They want to get into it. Uh, Thankfully they're all engineers, which provides (laughs) a skill and talent that I don't have um, because I'm maybe not the most organized person. Um, So they want to kind of learn the business. They're willing to do the work. So among the five of us, I can kind of handle the overall operation of the property. I have the most experience. I deal with the leasing and the tenants. Uh, two of the guys handle the renovation and the, the repairs and maintenance. And then we've got an MAT grad who does the financials. So wow. our, 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 so we've kind of delegated tasks, and then the fifth person is kind of backup for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um so we had a couple vacancies and um we wanted to put some money in them. I think the 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 area, the the location warrants it. Uh so we decided to go granite counters uh at the end of the day it's kind of my feeling when you got a crew on property and labor being such a big, large percentage of the total costs, when you got a crew in, let's just do it right, how you want to do it. And I understand other people feel differently. It's just the way I do it. Um, so we paid about $83,000 a unit, okay. about a million dollars for the 12 and um, what can I, else, what else can I tell you? Um, average rents are about 865 across all the units. The last rents are 925 So I believe market rent is maybe 950 We have one or two units up for rent at 975 And we're starting to gain some traction on that. We finished Excellent. the renovation
1: about two weeks ago. Now, why did you decide to self-manage versus bringing in a third-party manager? Um,
0: we felt like we wanted to, well, one, one of the reasons for the purchase was to gain experience in the multifamily space. Mm. Okay. okay. Very good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I've managed my own properties over the years, but I think... One, as a team, we wanted to gain experience in operating a multifamily. And of course, 12 is not like 250 units. I don't have the skill to run 250 units. Uh, uh, I just don't have enough experience at asset Mm -hmm. management to do that. Uh, So that was one. Two. Uh, We got a commercial loan, which is your typical 20-year AM, balloon in five. And of course, if you've ever run the numbers on those, hard to get much cash flow when you get a 20-year AM. And so we want to try to produce a little bit of cash flow while we learn. And since we're delegating the task, and this is a true joint venture where all five of us play some active role we've um what do you call divided the workload so we each do a little bit and it's working great so far to date
1: yes that's great would you say that there is one person one of the group that is more of like the leader or the captain or do you all just sort of divide up and and have sort of democratic discussions
0: Uh, um i would say i'm probably the captain okay um (laughs) Yeah, this is difficult to discuss. I think most people want me to be the captain. They have less experience in real estate. I have a long time experience in real estate. And even as a captain, my approach is always open share of ideas, discussion, brainstorming. A lot of times we meet down at Community Tap, which is a 20 tap beer place, and we'll have a beer or two. Sounds and talk great. Real estate for an hour. I mean, what could be better? I love so, it. So, so we, we, we have an open discussion of i because everybody's local except the Boston uh, young guy, uh, who's the brother of a local guy. So it's all nicely connected. Um, so we'll brainstorm, We'll discuss pros and cons. I think then we come to a consensus and then we proceed on the consensus. So I think that's how we work. Um, One of the other investors and I are the majority investors on a percentage basis. Mm -hmm. The other three have minor interests. And again, their real goals to kind of learn the real estate business. Also knowing they like the property in the area and they think it will be a good good investment.
1: Well, thank you for opening up and, and sharing that with us because <laughs> I'm always curious on how teams are structured and how teams work, you know, dispute resolution. Uh, I, I think that a lot of people might meet someone on bare pockets or at a networking event and say, oh, you want to do investing too? Let's Let's go buy millions of dollars of real estate together. Um, and you know, I, I always want to sort of explore that, that dynamic because, um, you're buying a business together and I want people to think about things like who's the captain and who, how do decisions get made and when do we meet? Because, uh, too often I think people jump in and, and that can be dangerous. Uh,
0: you couldn't be more right. And, uh, in, in this case, uh, I've known each of these guys for over a year, we've done various flip projects together. So Great. everybody knows who everybody is with yeah. their quirks and faults. Um, and, and actually uh, we had an attorney draft a uh, partnership agreement that we're still working through even though we own the property. Uh, but there's just an element of trust where everybody knows they're committed to the, to the group endeavor. Everybody's going to be cooperative and responsible. And if we do have uh, differences of opinion, we'll work it out and come to some consensus. So, uh, and I think that in some way is even more important than what's on the paper, right? Yeah. Because yeah. you could have a partnership agreement and if one person doesn't want to abide by it, you go, well, we'll go to court. Well, sorry. As soon right. as you go to court, everybody's lost, right? right. The, the meter just runs at 400 bucks an hour and it's it's a nightmare. So I would say, yes, start small, get to know the people. And I would say on your first venture, make it just a property specific venture, not an ongoing business. I would say if you buy one or two assets together and you work well as a team, now maybe you take it to the next step to formally form an entity and kind of codify that group. But I think initially keep it a little looser, just do one property and see how it goes.
1: Genius, genius. Really, really great information here. Um, thank you. I, I want to then talk, even though it's on the smaller side, yeah. um, you told me a little bit about a duplex that you had that really ended up not being a duplex. So can you give us a, a brief overview on, on what you thought when you bought it and and what changed and, and just the, the fallout from
0: it? Yeah, sure. Be glad to. It uh, Fortunately, I didn't get hurt too bad. So, it, you know, it's okay. Um, so, uh, I purchased an existing duplex. It had two electric meters, two water meters. Okay. Uh, the, you know, it was older, very dilapidated, probably rented to tenants who had been there 20, 25 years. Uh, probably didn't even really have an operational HVAC system. Uh, rents were maybe 250 300 a unit little one- bedroom 600 square foot cinder block building uh, it's in a rapidly appreciating area near downtown Greenville and so my plan was to purchase it uh, do a full renovation on both sides of the units and then re-rent it and um, so I went into the city with my renovation plans and my renovation cost was about the same as what I had paid for the property. Okay. And they said, well, due to the scope of your renovations, uh, we're going to require the project meet current day zoning. Mm. So the area had been rezoned single family, even though there were eight other duplexes on this same street. So I I could have fought them and maybe went around uh, and finally got it done. I thought the city would like me to keep two affordable housing units in the city.
1: And you're taking, you're renovating, right? So, So the city's saying, basically they're saying, we'd rather you keep this place a dump as is then invest money into making it nicer, right? Or,
0: or turn it into a single-family home. Right. That sell to some young professional uh, who may not quite have been the same demographics of the community. So it was sure. a little surprising to me. Um, Coming from the San Francisco Bay Area, I'm very used to that kind of bureaucratic thinking. I, w- I was a little surprised I had kind of the same thing in Greenville, South Carolina. But in any case, it's all right. So then, then I uh, hired an architect to design a three-bedroom, two-bath house. By then time, I kind of lost interest. I turned around, sold it to a builder, and got out and went Okay,
1: on you sold it with the plans. Else.
0: Sold it with the plans. Okay, and, very uh, good. Maybe lost a couple thousand, so it wasn't too bad. But it was a learning experience, and um, uh, moving forward, I'll be a little careful to to check the zoning. Uh, I didn't think I would get caught in that, um, yep. but it, it's a good reminder and a
1: good lesson. Something to look for, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, well, Arn, this has been a really great episode. You know, I love um, I love all your experience, man. When you laid out every like major downturn that you went through since, since the seventies. I'm like, man, I haven't even heard of some of these, you know, so many people that I talk to myself included, I'll throw myself out there. You know, I've only investing seven years right now. Right. So, so I have only seen a very narrow piece of this larger, larger real estate market. So for the context that you have is so invaluable and um, I appreciate you sharing that with us.
0: Well, well, thank you. And yeah, um... You know, I'm generally a pretty optimistic uh, uh, person, and I I believe in the United States. I believe in America and our economic system, and so uh, keep investing. I mean, where are you going to invest? It, you you got to do something with your yeah. money, right? And and the the way I see it, real estate's is good, if not better than most. Um, population's growing time and inflation's on your side. We need housing. We have a lack of housing, especially affordable housing. So I think, uh, and the other thing I would say is the demographic trends are probably moving towards a higher percentage of people renting rather than owning due to unbelievable housing affordability issues in most major metropolitan areas. So I think there's a lot that lines up to the multifamily and you just, the other thing I would say is if you go into a deal with proper leverage, properly capitalized, and as an asset manager, you know this, you know what it takes to run these buildings, you know what you need to have put away for a rainy day. As long as you cover all those bases, you should be able to ride out a year or two of economic uh, disruption, and uh, if you don't build your portfolio to survive the inevitable ups, ups and downs, uh, in my opinion, you're not doing it right. You have to be prepared uh, because the downtimes are going to come. It's just the way of the world.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, coming well capitalized is is a recurring theme we hear on this show and and absolutely incredible advice because if you don't have enough cash to weather the storm like a global pandemic hits, let's say uh, you can be in a lot of trouble. Then you're
0: forced. Uh, when I sold single family homes, I would tell people the only way I've ever seen somebody get hurt in real estate is if they buy something they can't afford and then have to sell it when it's down. Yeah, that's the only way because if you can afford it, you just ride it out. And I guarantee you, prices are going to be higher, rents are going to be higher five years from now than they are today. There's no way they're not going to be. Right. I mean, I, I it, it makes no sense. And let's lock in some great long term, low interest rates. Now, that loan will make you money. So uh, you just got to go about it the right way.
1: Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. So Arne, uh, we're we're going to move into the, the last section of the show. I'm going to let you promote uh, whatever you want to promote your company, what you're into. And then uh, before we go, I'd like you to leave us with a true multifamily tip. Someone comes to you and says, Hey, I want to buy multifamily. What is your advice to them? So before that, though, tell us uh, how we can find you and and your contact information and anything you'd like for
0: Well, thanks. I appreciate that opportunity. So my company is named Spark Investment Group, and you can find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, My website is www.investwithspark.com. Email is arn at investwithspark.com. And my cell phone, which people are free to call 650-575-6114. So always happy to talk real estate, help you any way I can. So reach out. Uh, I'm primarily in the Carolinas and that's kind of where my focus is now.
1: Great. Really great. Okay. Uh, so reach out to Arn, get with him, investwithspark.com. All of Arn's contact information will be on our website, true Multifamily. That show, you can check us if you missed anything here. Check us out there. Um, Arn, okay, your true multifamily tip someone comes to you and says, Hey, I want to invest in multifamily real estate. What is your advice for them?
0: Well, I would say get educated first, understand how it operates. And I would say, if the returns seem too good to be true, they probably are. So go into it with realistic expectations. Uh, but I think educate yourself, and also understand why you're investing. Is it for cash flow? Is it for capital growth? Kind of what your goals are, because until you understand your goals, it's going to be hard for you to evaluate what the proper investment is.
1: Perfect. Really, really good advice. Totally 100% agree. Arn, thank you again for coming on the show. Such great information, and we'll see you soon. Hey, thank you so much. I had a great time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.